Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. The theme for Springboard is igniting 10,000 dreams nationwide. And by the time we go to Takwari, somebody said 10,000 is a small number. Because already more than 10,000 have been encouraged. I'm talking about the dream, living your dream. I'm talking about the three traffic lights of your dream. My objective is to speak to the unemployed person looking for employment and to tell you that unemployment is a choice. My objective is to speak to the person looking for financial independence and to encourage you and say, you can make those choices right now. My objective is to speak to the person who has failed, and you feel that you have failed in life, and to encourage you that there is something called the resurrection. My objective is to speak to somebody who wants to migrate towards the knowledge economy, the new world economic order, where the mind is a factor of production and knowledge can help you create wealth the fifth person i want to speak to is a person who is employed who wants to be a star in the workplace wherever you are believe me if you are a christian and you are the one that you are getting the queries in the office your christianity is meaningless if you cannot translate it into excellence in the office and be at the front in everything that you are doing. Stop binding the person who is winning the awards. You ca- this kind goeth not out by binding and losing. Work hard to come to the front of the pile. The sixth person I want to speak to is somebody who is rejected and forsaken. Because many times we interact with people, but the tears of people, those cries that they cry in the night, we don't even get to see them and we think that they are fine. But there is somebody here rejected because your parents didn't do something for you or society looks at you and then they overlook you every time and to tell you that there is hope for your future. The seventh person I want to speak to is the person with unanswered questions in your mind about your career, about your life, and about what you want to do with it. The eighth person is a person who is looking for a strategy, a preview of how 2009 would look like and what choices you can make in order to be able to excel this year. The ninth person I would like to speak to is a person who is continually looking at your past. And I came to tell you something. No matter how painful, no matter how shameful, no matter how embarrassing your past may have been, turn from looking behind you and look towards the future. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting the past and reaching forth to the things that are in front of me, Press towards the mark of the higher calling. There is something higher calling you. So don't let the pain of your past hijack the promise of your future. Finally, I want to speak to somebody looking for a new beginning. You may have done things differently in the previous years. But guess what? This year is here. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. May God do something new in your life this year. In Jesus' name, amen. 
three traffic lights of your dream. And I'm speaking principally on keys to achievement and fulfillment. And that is why this is the official conference book, 101 Keys to Achievement and Fulfillment. And I recommend it for you because it gives you keys that can help you achieve your dream and then live a fulfilled life. Some people, they are making progress, but they are unfulfilled because they are comparing themselves to others and they are worried by other people's success. You can live a successful and very importantly also a fulfilled life. Having said that, let me start with the fact that I'll be speaking on three main lights, the red, the yellow, and the green. I'll be talking about two things that you should look out for, two warning signs that can prevent you from achieving your dream. Because you may have the dream, but there may be things that are blocking you. And until you find them out, you will never know why you're not going in the direction of your dream. The second thing I'll talk about is two things you must prepare for. Yellow is about preparation. Not yet there, but you need to prepare for the future. And then I'll talk about two green lights, two things you must act on immediately, right now, today, Monday morning. Something you must act on right now in order for your dream to be achieved. Many years ago in 1998, we're driving to Mechanical Lloyd. We're going to buy a car and we're excited about it. I was driving an old pickup with bad brakes and bad ties. And it had just rained. But I was excited about what I was going to do. And on the Kanda Highway, not too far from our current office complex, I was thinking about where I was going and I was driving when suddenly... The light turned yellow. And before it could turn green, the car in front of me stopped. It stopped dead. It didn't give any indication that it was going to stop. It was the right thing, actually. But you know, (laughs) many times you think yellow means hurry up and pass through. (laughs) So when the guy stopped the vehicle, I was totally unprepared for it. It was a brand new Land Cruiser, the latest model at the time. And I was driving a green old pickup. When he stopped, I stepped on the brake, but it had rained and my tires were worn out. And I could see 10 yards away, the car stopped and I knew I would hit it. And I just kept saying, Jesus. And I just smashed into the back of the car. When the man got down, he looked at me, he smiled and said, you will pay. I love this station. <laughs> oh, and I paid. And I paid. And I paid for it. Until everything was brought back to its original position. So as I present the three traffic lights of your dream, let me give you a shocking picture of the fact that if you ignore these things, you may end up paying like I did. If you don't want to pay, the good news I have for you is that the person who has a dream knows what he must give up in order to go up. You must be willing to give up something. Yes. You slept at two. But you need to wake up at four to be to make it at six for that particular day. You see, but I am tired. As for me, things that involve waking up early, the weather is not very conducive. What are we talking about? 
the man who has a dream knows what he's willing to give up in order to go up. And so we'll be talking about the fact that on the way to that dream, like Joseph, like everyone, at every major junction, you will see three traffic lights. Red is a warning sign. It means stop. If you don't stop at the red light in Kumasi, what happens? You know the interesting thing? As long as I can tell you that the many times when I ask this question, the Ghanaian thinks more about the policeman than about the accident. The sequence is this. Policeman first, before accident, in that order. But the, the, the truth about it is that if you jump the red light, you face the risk of an accident. If you are lucky not to have an accident, you also face the risk of a policeman catching you. And the policemen in Ghana, when they catch you, there is a sequence of events that follow that are not accidental. (laughs) So, the red light is a warning. The yellow is important because it may not be showing right now, but yellow means prepare for something that is about to come. And then the green is action now. When I say action, you say now. Action. Fantastic. Help me, please. So having said that, let's start with the red lights. Two warning signs that you should be aware of. The first two warning signs I want to share, and the first one is what I call mental strongholds. In the scriptures, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, strongholds are, are established garrisons, strong castles. If you look at the BNI office, high walls, fortified place, that is a stronghold. Even when you get close to it, you are scared. But I'm not talking about a fortified city. I'm talking about a mental stronghold. Sometimes we have unproductive thinking patterns or mindsets. And those mindsets are so entrenched that if even somebody tells you, oh, you can do it, you say you don't know. You have no idea. If you knew how poor my tribe is, and then my father's house inside the tribe, and even in my father's house to me, I am the lowest. It is very difficult to help such people. And sometimes we have such strongholds that prevent us from actualizing our dream. It is not wrong to want to become the next vice chancellor, the next president, the next big doctor out there, the next great minister. You must have a dream, but a stronghold can hijack your dream. Because in an arena of possibilities, you would only see limitations. Listen, when I was growing up, one of our favorite stories was about a man in Takrade who saw a briefcase full of money open at a, a, a school park. And when he saw it, he was so shocked. That he, he, the man always knew that he would never get money, he would never see money, his scarcity mentality, he's a poor man. So when he saw the money, I'm not saying he should take it, but I'm saying that the sight of the money and the amount, he stood there, and this was the old currency, the old, old currency, where the, the 10 cities was the highest, and it was called Jato, with the farmer, Koko farmer with the Sakura head on it. So when he saw the money, he said, hey, Jato, Jato, I break all. It was red, like the new one, one, one Ghana city note. He said, Jato, 
Jato. And he was standing there and admiring the money. You have Jato? Bring it. This is, this is powerful. Put your hands together for him. This is original Jato. Can, can I buy it? He was holding, he said, Jato, Apriko. And there was somebody coming from behind him. So as the guy stood there saying, Jato, Jato. Then the man passed him and then picked the briefcase. And then he was going and the guy said, oh, Jato, Jato, Jato. And Jato was gone. And for many of us, even when God puts the opportunity right in your way, your mental stronghold is such that you cannot even connect and appreciate it. In this year 2009, when the opportunity takes the curve, start running towards it. Is somebody in church? Is somebody at Springboard? I said it, it hasn't even reached you. When it takes the curve, start running towards it. Scarcity mentality. Then some of us have conspiracy theories. We believe that people don't like us. We are convinced that somebody is out to kill us or destroy us. So even when you meet somebody for the first time and the person wants to make you an offer or, or, or show you something, where is he coming from? What is he trying to do? What is on his mind? You think about evil before you think about good. You know, the thing that you greatly fear in life will eventually come upon you. And if you don't believe in people, listen, you will miss out on opportunity because some things that you will do in life, you need somebody. A very serious conspiracy at work. The whole office doesn't like you. You do the report and the report is full of grammatical errors. My boss doesn't like me because I'm a gun. My boss doesn't like fair people. People can attribute their failures to all manner of things. You cannot understand them. And the the offshoot of that one is what I call excess religion. Where we begin to attribute unscriptural religious connotations to everything. You write an exam. You did not understand the marking scheme. And you didn't chatter. You have one paper left to chatter. And that paper, you failed it twice. Instead of going to somebody to ask them... What does it take to pass quanti? You say the forces in my house. <laughs> Look, my own is spiritual. Though. They say my own is spiritual. And no matter how you explain it. Somebody said to me in one city. Was it Akradi? I've forgotten. Bulga. He says, I've written five proposals. And I'm not getting funding for each of them. And I said, check what you are doing, if you are doing things right. He said, but five times. And I said, can you tell me the last one you did? By the time he finished, I was trying hard not to laugh. He has written to an American NGO to bring funding for him to go and do an Obama concert in Kenya. <laughs> and I said, have you organized, have you organized a small fellowship concert for Christian love in Ghana? No, but you see the way that you both Obama euphoria is. I said, my brother, nobody gives your money to a beginner, and that is the problem we have. And this person will believe that some forces are working against him. Mental strongholds. 
Some people are very convinced that in life it's only whom you know that works. And no matter what you tell them, they will not believe you. Auntie Joyce, they won't believe you that you can walk in and present yourself neatly and apply and get a job. They will never believe you. In our organizations, nobody recommends anybody. If you call and ask, is there a job, they will tell you there's no job. Three years ago, in fact, it was 2005, one of our clients called us and said, oh, my son just finished UST. He needs a job. Do you have a job? And we had no job. So we said to him, hey, there is no job. And then he said, okay, if you get a chance, let me know. In the evening of that, of that day, around 4 o'clock, a young man walks into our office and says, I would like to do something for you for free. We look at him and we're like, free? He said, oh, for free. So we say, okay, what do you know how to do? What can you do? Then he asked us, what do you need? <laughs> and we said, hey, <laughs> this young man is different. <laughs> Fresh to, he had not been done national service. So he said, what do you need? And when he said, what do you need? At that point, he began to think. Then we remembered that the person who was doing quotations, working out quotations for printing, had just been promoted to become marketing manager. So there was a small vacancy. Tell somebody small. A small opportunity there. So we asked him, can you try your hand? He said, oh, sure. So we gave him something to work. He removed his mobile phone, changed it to calculator mode, sat down and worked the thing and then gave us a written report. It was not a perfect report. But you see, when you see a seed, you know the seed can become a mighty tree. So we saw the report and said, this guy, with a little coaching, he can do it. So we asked him the last test question. When can you start? He said, I'm at work. (laughs) You know, we said to this guy, you are different. He started work that day, 5 o'clock, he started work. (laughs) He started work at 5 (laughs) p.m. And he just fit into the job and started doing the job. And we were like, what? He was enjoying the thing. After one week, the woman called us again. When she called, we were about to say, oh, there is still no job. Then she started by saying, thank you. Then we said, for what? She said, oh, my son. Then we said, which one? She said, oh, the young man you took last week is my son. The mother called and tried whom you know and did not get it. The young man walked in and said, can I do something for you? And he got the job. Listen, don't get so full of whom you know that even when God opens the door, you are waiting for somebody to come and hold your hand and take you there. Today, 2009, the young man, would, when he got to national service, we wrote to service secretary and said, post this young man here because we will not release him for anybody. He was posted to our place. After service secretary, he has not known graduate unemployment for even one day. One day. And today, he is the youngest person on our management team. He's operations manager. <laughs> operations manager. The little seed you have can become a mighty tree. Go out there and put it out. But whilst I'm at it, let me also say some of us have negative programming. You are angry at God. You are angry at your pastor. You are angry at your church. You are angry at your friends. You are angry with everybody. You wake up and you are angry. In the morning, you are angry. Midday, you are angry. Even when you are just about to go to bed, you are angry. 
And nobody's telling you because they are afraid. But I'm telling you today, the look on your face, it doesn't attract anybody. You say, eh, but he promised to marry me and he didn't marry me. Oh, the one man promised to marry you two years ago. He didn't marry you. He married your best friend. They have come down the aisle. They've gone. And you are so angry that for the past two years, nine other nice brothers who want to come towards you, when they get close and they see their face, then they turn around and go away. Are you going to allow one thing that didn't work out to destroy you for the rest of your life? Tell somebody, let it go. Say it in a way that will offend the person. Tell the person, let it go. Anger, fear, negative emotions like anger, fear, anxiety. Some of you, hey, you see cobwebs in your car door, you say, hey, cobwebs, spider's web. The second red light that may be preventing you from achieving your dream is poor choices. I would like to tell you this, that God is a God of choice. He gave us choices in our lives. And something that you are doing today will determine where you will be in the next three years, in the next five years. And where you are today is a function of something you did yesterday. So choices are important. And in making those choices, let us make choices with long-term perspective, not short-term. My brother has a picture, and he has a picture in his album of when he was in secondary school. Anytime I see that picture, it reminds me of something. They were in the dormitory, they were having fun, and one of his mates came to stand in front of the camera with only his white pants and did this and took a picture. All the rest of his mates were clothed, but he was in an excited mood and he wore his white pants and took a picture. This is my question. The day I saw the picture, I said, This young man, at the time he took the picture, he didn't think his life will count for anything. Why am I saying that? The president is just an announcing nominees for different positions. Imagine that you are made foreign minister and you go for vetting and you put up a brilliant performance and just before the vetting ends, one female MP says, hey, Honorable, is this you? You know the kind of question that when they ask you which the ground will open and swallow you? Let me tell you something. Never make choices today that tomorrow when God is bringing you to your glory, you will look back and say, if I knew this is what God would do with my life, I would never have done this. Esau said, listen, just give me the cocoa, let me drink. Forget about birthright. Don't focus on birthright. I am hungry now. That is the kind of thinking that we have when we are making those choices. For everything you want to do, be deliberate, be consistent, be observant. Listen, when we gather the data today, you will be impressed with the report we generate. I can tell you from our last conference, 72% of attendants were male, 28% were female, 49% were between the ages of 25 and 35, and 15% between 35 and 45. Why do I do that? I want to understand who exactly attends our programs. And then if I think there's a deficiency somewhere, 
How can I bridge that gap? How can I get more females to attend? Let me look for the biggest female role models so that I can put them out there and get more women to attend so that the picture they look at, they can also become that picture. If you are not that deliberate in life, you do what we call intoms. When we're children, they call something intoms. Intoms means that you can score the free kick and when they say take another one, you can take even 100, you won't score. Because the victory was accidental. Join FM. You need to have understanding of the thing you do. You want to become a great doctor, you have to burn the midnight oil to understand it. Today, everything you do is global. So, I cannot afford to sit in my small village and say, oh, in Ghana, we are the biggest. No, 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 no. I must understand how are the best practices in UK, in Geneva, in Germany, in Australia. I must research on it and continually aspire to deliver world-class products and services. But to do that, you have to come out of your comfort zone. Do something you have never done before. Somebody must go back to school this year. It may look like a shame, but in Takradi, one woman made our day. Last year when we were in Ho, she came for the program and complained that she was a, um, a lecturer, a, um, um, a member of staff of Ho Polytechnic. And during the break, she was complaining that she wants to go back to school and the Polytechnic is not sponsoring her. And we said, so what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm waiting. I said, hey, John chapter 5, he was waiting for the moving of the water, 38 years. The water will move but you won't get in. Somebody will cross you. So Comfort called her aside and said to her, listen, you are responsible for your own future. Spoke to her. This year when we got to Takrade, she made our day. 50-year-old woman. She was a student at Takrade Polytechnic. And she came over to us and said, thank you. Get out of your comfort zone. Somebody must go back to school. Somebody must write that paper that you haven't written. Somebody must lift yourself up on the career ladder. Somebody must do something you have never done before. And somebody must propose to that young lady you have been working with for the past three years and you have told her nothing and you are wasting her time. Propose to her and marry her. I thought the ladies would clap for me. (laughs) Sometimes we the gentlemen can be very troublesome. Don't have a localized perspective. Understand the globalization. Understand the credit crunch. Understand the oil economy. Understand everything. Let me share some yellow lights with you. Yellow lights are important for me because they represent preparation. And the deceptive thing about preparation is that you don't often... The the event has often not arrived. And so if you are not committed you'll be tempted not to prepare. But preparation is important. And that's why for me, the yellow lights are extremely important. Preparation is putting yourself in readiness to take advantage of an opportunity before it arrives. Putting yourself in readiness to take advantage of an anticipated opportunity. Nobody goes to Olympic Games and on the morning of the 100 meters, you are now rehearsing for the 100 meters. No. Sometimes, the message the pastor will preach that you like is a message he prepared four months ago and brooded over it. And the more you brood over it, the more you change something or you get a deeper insight. Preparation precedes opportunity. That is why I don't believe in luck. 
the meeting of preparation and opportunity generates the offspring that we often call luck. That's why they say luck favors the brave. Prepare for the future. Two yellow lights I want to share with you. Number one, develop a solid strategy. Let's all say strategy. The word strategy comes from two Greek words, stratos and again. Stratos and again, which means to lead an army. So the word strategy gives an impression of a general directing your troops, commanding some to go this way, commanding others to go this way, knowing when to hide, knowing when to run towards the enemy, having an understanding of what to do. If I showed you this picture of the lion and the deer and asked you, how many of you want to be the lion, the king of the forest, strong and powerful? Let me see your hand. Powerful. Powerful. How many of you also want to be the deer, the fastest animal? I see some people voting twice. This is an election in which you can, you can vote twice and register twice. But invariably, many times, we all want to be the lion. But let me tell you a story. In this book, the more you know, the better it gets. That talks about the knowledge economy. We tell a story about the lion and the deer who were fasting that day. They were fasting and they went to God in prayer. Each one of them was very concerned about the future. The lion prayed first. He said, Dear Lord, you know I'm the king of the jungle and kings must not go hungry. But these days, the animals, they don't respect when they see me coming, then they run away. And they are making life very uncomfortable and miserable for me. And among all the animals, the one that upsets me most is the deer. Because as for the deer, it will not even run. It will wait till I get very close, knowing that it is faster, and then run away. Give me the strength to catch it and kill it. And teach it a lesson. So help me God. Amen. That was the lion's prayer. Then the deer said, Dear Lord, you know, the deer is very dear. So he said, Dear Lord, thank you for the strategy you gave us last year. Our opponents are getting very frustrated because they are unable to catch us. Because even before they come out, we know where they will come from and we are waiting for them. And we position ourselves at an advantageous position. And as they come closer, we just melt away and disappear and leave them hungry. If last year they couldn't catch us, then this year it will be worse. Because give us the ability to understand the forest well. And the speed to run even faster. Not just us, but our parents, our grandparents, our children, and our grandchildren. So help me God. After this story, how many want to be the lion? <laughs> how many want to be the deer? Put your hands together for yourselves. In this one minute, I've gotten you to change your perception about the fact that the strongest person always wins. Because in this year 2009, you will go against people who are stronger than you. You will go against people who have been there way before you. But may the the Lord God that we serve give you deep understanding. That you will do things with a different kind of understanding. And that understanding will propel you 
to the front. Understanding focus and speed will be critical in this year 2009. Economists have spoken and said this year unemployment will go up, this year inflation will go up, this year bank credits will tighten. They've predicted a very bleak year, but in every famine, God brings a new set of people to the front. May you be that person that God will lift up this year. May you be that person who that will have an exceptional year that everybody will come to you and say, how did you do it? And you will say, by the grace of God. I love this thing. Understanding, focus, and speed. You know, the conclusion to this story is very simple. That when the sun comes up, whether you are a lion or a deer, you must be running. Because guess what? The lion must run faster than the slowest deer or it will die. And the deer must run faster than the fastest lion or it will die. So whether you are a lion or you are a deer, when the sun comes up, you can't sleep. You must be running. Tell somebody, run with your dream. Come on, say it a bit stronger. Tell the person, run with your dream. And as you run towards your dreams, stay focused on it because things will distract you. They say, this one too has come. They say, Dubai too has come. Look, stay focused. That is what God gave you. The Zulus have a problem. They say, Nga kosh in palambili. What does it mean? Nga kosh in palambili. It means you cannot chase two antelopes at once. Paul said this one thing, one thing. Stay focused on what God gave you. The second yellow light is very important. Grow your capacity every day. Get better at what you do. Grow your capacity. This church has built a bigger auditorium, increasing the capacity to receive. Easter Sunday, we'll all be there for the opening. By his grace, we'll get tickets and fly to come and attend. Isn't God good? Everybody, expand your capacity. Ask the Lord bless you. Don't say, where did you see the crowd? Begin to think about something bigger. We are still here thinking about Springboard Nigeria and Springboard Africa. Why not? A group of Ghanaian businessmen went to the U.S. organized by the Ghana Export Promotion Council. When they went there, a friend of mine was in the delegation. He had cane products. At that time, I was doing cane products for a living. Cane products and wall hangings. And he sent beautiful samples. And he got opportunity to meet the Walmart, the big companies. And he said, oh, beautiful sample. So this one, for instance, if you want 40,000, how soon can you deliver it? And the man was shocked because his biggest order before that was 100. He doesn't even know how to deliver 1,000. How can you talk about 40,000? And he could not hide his shock. So the white man asked him, don't you have a cooperative that when you get a big order, you can collaborate and deliver it? The man was still scratching his head. He, didn't, he had no clue what 40,000 looks like. How to even ship it? Then he asked him, don't you have banks that when you get a big order, you can syndicate funding to do it? He was still scratching his head. So finally, the man asked him, how many hectares of cane, rattan, have you cultivated in your country? And that was the problem. In the Philippines and so on that we compete against, they grow rattan as big as greater Accra region, a plantation of rattan to service the business they are doing. In my friend's case, the thing grows in the wild in the western region. So somebody goes with a cutlass and the amount he gets 
by the time the train is about to leave, he throws it onto the train. And when he gets to the train station in Accra, the first to reach there gets it. How can you use that kind of unreliable raw material supply to deliver an order for 40000 for Walmart? So you see, we are not prepared. We are praying for God to bring us more business. But I say, with all your prayer, also stop and think. I'm not blaspheming. Add to your prayer thinking. Because imagine that you lay hands on somebody and the next day you get a call from somebody saying, okay, can you deliver us 1,000 uniforms? You've done only 10 uniforms before for a friend. And now a factory says, can you supply 1,000 uniforms for our, our workers, Valco? Have you been able to network a number of seamstresses and tailors who can join you do it? Have you checked their quality already? Ask yourself, if God give you a year's business in one day, have you thought about how you organize yourself to deliver it? If not, please start thinking. Bible says according to what we ask or think. So thinking is not bad. It is worrying that is bad. But thinking, you have to think, plan, strategize. Increase your productivity. Increase your leadership skills. Widen your network of relationships. Powerful, useful relationships. And ask questions. During the break, ask questions. Speak to somebody. Ask him, how do you do it in your place? What can I do to increase my value? Because I believe that everyone has a value. And every day, you either increase your value or reduce it. Prepare yourself for that position you are praying for by increasing your value. And then, let me add one more thing. Don't make this process tentative. If you want to increase your Bible study life or your prayer life or whatever, don't let it be based on feelings. Let it be measurable. You say, I read two chapters a day. You can tick and say, I did it. Develop a measuring mechanism. Count things. Measure them. And you can easily be able to track your progress. Brings me to the green lights. And that's very important. Actions that you must take right now. This is no longer about preparation for the future. It's about now. When the green light comes on and you don't move your car, what happens? The car behind you will honk the horn. And that's when you are lucky. But even worse than that, if the green light comes on and you don't move, what is likely to happen? The car behind you can hit you in the back. So the green lights, and I would like to say a quotation from this book, Making Every Day Count. It says that no matter how inspirational your dreams, give me the next slide, please. No matter how inspirational your dreams, no matter how clear your vision, no matter how specialized your knowledge and how detailed or powerful your plans are, they would all remain unrealized without firm, decisive action. Keep this frequency clear. Say now, action. Action. When you hear something at Springboard, don't go home and say, oh, it was nice. Especially Auntie Joyce. She blessed my heart. That's great. The proof of how great Springboard is is those testimonies that we can get about somebody who said, I took what you said and have been able to move my life to this level. Last year, we came to Kumasi with a young man called Isaka. He hasn't even had formal education. He was running a little photocopier repair business in Nima. 
when he came for Springboard 2007, over a two-year period. Today, he services for multinationals around the country, including some of the brands that are here. He works around the whole country. He's gone to China to secure a dealership. He went for 10 days and came back. Last year, he also went to the UK and came back. This week, coming week, he's going to South Africa. Uneducated formally, but the little that he got, he's been able to do something with it. If somebody has been able to do that, I guess you can also take what you have and use it to do something. The two green lights I want to share quickly. Number one, create a knowledge database or data bank. And that's free endorsement. Create a knowledge database. Listen, knowledge is important. What you don't know can kill you. What you don't know can deprive you. So invest in a library. My own thinking is that if you have more shoes than books, your life is going nowhere. My own thinking is that if you have more clothes than books, in the next phase of economic development where the mind the global world economic report has singled out the mind as the fastest factor of production knowledge if you are not in that economy your life is going nowhere invest in yourself invest in books have an idea bank when you get an idea write it down it may not be for immediate implementation it may be for next year just write it down. When you see something exciting in the newspaper, cut it out and put it there. It just may be something that may open a door for you. Quotations, concepts, and be internet fluent. Sometimes some people write application, they say, we are computer literate. Meanwhile, all they know how to do is type their name in Microsoft Word. That is not enough. So I have moved on from computer literacy to computer fluency and internet fluency it is critical there is no serious job that you will do that will not require you to have those skills and not just that one you must increase your knowledge conversion coefficient the ability to quickly turn ideas into action some of us have some idea that we got four years ago and you keep telling yourself hmm, I'm about to release something people will shock You've been saying that for four years. Four years. You know, my own, my own belief, this is what I believe. Go back. Ah, perfect. My own belief is that in world creation, this is the ultimate model. Four steps. Number one, when you come face to face with new knowledge, either in a book, in a conference, in a church service, or studying, researching somewhere, new knowledge is the beginning of the ultimate model of world creation. Because when you get new knowledge, the second stage is that a lot of things begin to go around in your head at the same time with a question mark in between. Asking, can this thing be done differently? What is this? Why don't they try this? Who is serving these people? Can 2008? Who is selling t-shirts? Who is doing that? You are thinking about things. Why? How? Whom? When? Which? What? The third stage is where out of the many ideas, one crystallizes in your mind. Do you know, sometimes you have an idea, you have not even implemented it already, but it's like gold. Because you are so sure that this thing, when it lands, 
it will work. That is the third and one of the most important stages. But the danger about that third stage is that many get there and they don't get beyond it. The fourth stage is the action stage where you actually begin to implement what is on your mind. And I encourage you, if you are at that third stage where you have a big idea that you are nursing in your heart, move on to the fourth stage where actually the cash begins to drop. Tell somebody cash. Joy 99.7 FM. idea this year and break the bank. When you do, remember me in paradise. <laughs> Tell somebody that's me. Tell the person, I have a feeling that's me. Oh, you're not, I mean, that kind of feeling, you must be a bit more sure. Tell the person, I have the conviction that something I will do this year will make an impact in my generation. Go for it. The last thing I'll share with you today is that grow your skills, your habits, and your earning power. Everybody is an accumulation of several different abilities, skills, habits, and so on. And everything you do either makes you richer or poorer, more fulfilled or unhappy, more relevant in your generation or more disconnected from the future. Every day, grow your skills. Don't go to bed without having done anything that will make you more valuable. That is why two people apply for a job. They both went to the same university or the same secondary school. They have the same qualification. And then they make one senior manager or supervisor. And then one is down there. And you think he's lucky or she's lucky. She's not. Because when I sit on an interview panel, like every employer will tell you, you are looking for the, when the two people are equally matched and you want to promote one, you are looking for the one who has reading skills. You are looking for the one who has research skills. You are looking for the one who has speaking skills. I say public speaking is one of the most ignored capabilities that is critical for your career development. They make you manager. You go to Argentina and they say, okay, our manager from Ghana, please come and stand here and tell us what is happening in Ghana. You say, we is doing something in Ghana. When you start talking, I say, oh, you must cultivate the ability to speak in public. Make a presentation. If not, your managerial or leadership capabilities or potential will be limited. Speaking skills, writing skills. These days, university students write a letter. You are like, what? That's not acceptable. Driving, driving. You want the company to hire a driver for you, a junior executive, to go and deliver something or go for a meeting. No, you must learn how to drive. And it's nobody's responsibility to you. It is yours. Analysis, negotiation, organizing. There are several of them. And in the book, 101 Keys to Achievement and Fulfillment, this is just a selection of some of them. But we outline, give me the last slide, we outline 101 of these skills and encourage you to work on yourself. You develop one at a time. Every time, give yourself a target and say, next month, I'll work on this next one. I will try to become a better public speaker. I will try to become a reader. And there are loads of them. Negotiation skills. Presentation skills. Diligence. Focus. Goal setting. Vision. How to write out a vision. Planning purpose from A to Z, from action to zeal. 
develop yourself on a daily basis and make sure that by the time this year ends, your earning power has doubled and is possible. As I bring this to a close, the greatest law of success, and for me, one of the biggest things of all time that I focus on, is that when all is said and done, there can be no success without God. So the greatest law that I share is fear God and obey his commandments. And that is the whole duty of man. Listen, success is anchored around discovering your God-given purpose, committing yourself to it, excelling in it, and then making an impact in the lives of others. And to achieve that kind of success, you need to start by having a life anchored in God. That way you live a balanced life. Spiritually, you are there. Financially, you are there. Relationships, you are there. Every aspect, you are there. That is the kind of life we wanted to live in the year 2009. It is our prayer and it's our hope that everyone will find this the greatest year of your life so far. So help you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-9900. You may also subscribe to Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,